Welcome to the Jack and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Jackie. And I'm Stacy. And here we are at episode five of our series on change. We've been talking about change all through October and um, as we do at the end we get to do a an interview. We talked about change through the lens of ourselves, through the lens of faith, through the lens of our closest people and then community and now we get to do an interview and I'm super excited. Stace, tell us about our interviewee. Ooh, welcome. <laughs> this is Allie Harmon. Whoop, and the crowd goes wild. Is ooh, I didn't like work through or like workshop my whole intro, so I'm just gonna go off the cuff and tell you how Allie is one of my favorites on the planet. Wow, because she is genuine and entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, already, guys, already, already, we're having fun. That's right. Um, she's brilliant and witty, and she's fun and thoughtful and kind and has, you know, just called and connected with me and held me through like hilarious times Aww. and fun times mm-hmm. and terrible times and Aww. she's an excellent friend. Cool. And she's yeah, also you start crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull off of the tears. I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm crying. I don't know. I know. I wish you guys could see her right I now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's just also a brilliant um, business owner mm-hmm. and world traveler so cool. and parent and 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 so you'll find more out about Allie as we just talked today so I'm just very pleased to have you with us Yay. thank you for joining us thank you Welcome, how long thank have you, you guys been friends gosh 25 years I don't know 20 no years? 20 maybe 20 years. yeah okay tell the story yeah. how how you met how do you meet, Allie? Jim. Yeah, I was folding towels and you were out lifeguarding in the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, yeah. wow. Yeah, became friends. How yeah. fun. Yeah. At the club, at this workout club, tennis club. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Salinas? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's called Shamasol. Um, you might have heard of it. You might have heard of it. <laughs> it's a local, like, little place. Yeah, I taught swimming lessons there for a couple of years. And then uh, there was like an upstairs gym place, so yeah. I'd look up and Allie'd be like sunning herself on the oh stop, <laughs> I love it on the like patio of it or what's yeah. that called balcony? Balcony. That's, that's the, the right word. word for it. Yeah, that's the word. And I had the pleasure of meeting Allie. Wait, let's see, that would have been eleven years ago. Was it preschool? The kids were in preschool. The girls or was At it Good Shepherd? Yeah, you're right. I yeah. was thinking kindergarten. It was Good Shepherd. Yeah, you're Good right. Shepherd. So. 14, 13, I don't know. Yeah. A while back. I remember you stood up at Good Shepherd just oh. praising how wonderful that program was to all of us new moms. Oh, yeah. And I had not met you yet, and you were just singing the praises of how wonderful that school was, and sure enough, it was. Mm, yes, such I a remember great place that as for well. our kiddos. Yes, it really was a special place. Yeah. 
So we just had a couple of years to kind of get to know each other, and then you moved. Yep. Talking about change. Yep, yep, <laughs> big change, yeah. So Change that I thought would not last as long as it has, but, oh. you know, then you adapt. Yeah, because, yeah. like, what – Clark was a newborn. My child was a newborn, so you've been down there for 11 years almost. 11 years, <laughs> yes. Because he's going to be 11 in a couple weeks. You thought it was temporary. I did. I told everyone that we would be gone for five years – and, uh, yeah, we're going on 11 and now I've just purchased a home, um, that I absolutely love because I figured if I'm going to be down there, I'm going to make the most of it. Makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just came up with a quote yesterday. I was listening to the psychology of money and they Ooh. keep saying plan on the plan, not going according to plan. And I thought that was so powerful Yes. because say it again. Plan on the plan, not going according to plan. Totally. <laughs> we need to embroider that in a yeah. right there. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So wise. Great quote. And so, you know, it's it's just one of those, like, you can script, like, oh, I'm going to live here for five years, or, oh, I'm going to work at this company for 10 years, or this item that I buy is going to, you know, work for me and solve my problems for a certain amount of time. Right. But... Things don't go up according to plan and things change and we have to be able to adapt to that. For sure. Mm. That is so true. Adaptability is really important. And people, people come and go in our lives. Plan on being married for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? You could do a lot of things. Right. And friendships. I mean, I've had friendships that have just fallen, you know, and and because somebody's going through a rough time and they just don't pick up the phone anymore Mm. or what have you and you know, it can be devastating, but you have to be prepared for change. Yeah. And it's just, it's just natural occurrence natural. change, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we start, uh, we start by looking at change through these four lenses, <clears throat> right? And so, gosh, we start, we always start inward with ourselves. So Allie, tell us a little bit about um, some changes you've gone through right before we started recording, we were talking about like decades of change. So personal change, how, how we kind of go through new versions of ourselves because we are adapting and we're changing and we're growing and all of that throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you look back in your decades, a couple of them by now, <laughs> um, you know, what, what are some changes that you've seen? Like just new, um, versions of yourself. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, for anybody who's listening, if you knew me in my 20s and 30s, <laughs> you'd be like, whoo, thank goodness that woman has changed. She's 45. Oh, I'm definitely, oh, definitely settled down more. Um, I used to be a big party girl. Um, I just thought, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I mean, I burned the candle at both ends. Well, I still do, but not <laughs> in that same a different way. social yeah, atmosphere. Um, <sighs> now it's more all about adventure and hiking and, and that kind of a thing. So that's been a huge change. Um, I changed my body four years ago, and I did a very um, strenuous workout program where I became a bodybuilder. Oh. for a very short amount of time. <laughs> That's so um, cool. And got ready to stand up on stage. And then when it came down to it, I was like, yeah, I can't get up there in a bikini in front of everybody. <laughs> no, but, thanks. you know, but I transformed my body, which was amazing. Um, so and amazing. that What inspired took, you to do that? You know, there was a trainer at the gym that said that I couldn't. 
He said, <laughs> you're not heavy enough. You know, you won't lose enough weight to win this competition oh. because I am relatively thin. And, yeah. um, and so I just gave it all I could. And I, um, I, I literally documented every morsel that went into my mouth for 12 weeks and followed this very strict regimen. Wow. And so it's a huge, huge mental responsibility. Yes. It's probably 80% mental and, yeah. and 20% oh physical. I believe that. And, um, but you know, it, it wasn't sustainable for me. And so, um, that's but okay. It was something I tried. Accomplishment. Yeah. You know? it was something I tried. And I was just you. getting out of my divorce. My father had just passed away. Mm. So those first six months of those two tragic events, you know, I probably used wine as a band aid mm. a lot. Um, and then after about six months, I picked my head up and I got back out there and that's when I, you know, started going to the gym, started hiking, started backpacking, surfing. Um, I've always been a snowboarder, but you know, all of these different activities filled that void for me. So, um, wow. yeah, and just kind of found myself out there. And then, you know, in relating to God too, a lot of times I was gone on the weekends and I always felt guilty for not making it to church on Sundays. And I was telling Stacy too, that I've had a hard time finding a church in Santa Clarita mm. that I can really connect with. Yeah. And cause I had a great one growing up, but, um, it's just hard to replace that good group of people. Yeah. And so sometimes just finding God out on a mountain mm. was it for me and just sitting on a rock, cool. you know, for yeah. an hour by yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and discovering yourself out there. So yeah, lots of big, big leaps and bounds on personal change. And I, I was telling Stacy this morning too, that I just had a very good friend of mine tell me that, you know, in a negative way, she said, well, you've just changed. You're not the same person. You know, I feel yeah. like you've changed. Yeah. And, um, and at first I took offense to that, but now I take it as a compliment. Awesome. You know, I think it's a good thing that I've changed. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we, we were talking about that in our episode on close relationships and how, how difficult that is when one side of a relationship changes right. and it's, it's hard because it, it's kind of scary, right? It's yeah. scary when somebody else changes a little bit. Um, so uh, potentially, and I can't know what she's thinking or anything, but you know, she sees, oh gosh, yeah, Allie's changing. So what's that going to mean for our relationship? Right. And the truth is all relationships are constantly changing as well, right? Right, right. That's interesting because I think sometimes our fear can cause us to self-sabotage, right? So Mm. if we're afraid someone's changing and then we put up walls, kind of like she did, or Mm. act aggressively, like, you know, because of that fear, and then it causes the relationship to suffer because of that fear instead of, you know, that communication of, hey, I sense you're changing. Can we talk about it? You know, like, right. I don't know. I That's think so we, much more productive. Right. But it's not easy to do because right. the fear gets in the way. And it, it requires true. vulnerability. Right. Yeah. Ding, Which ding, is tough. ding. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. So have you seen other relationships that or people that have seen you go through these big changes in your life, moving, relate big relationship changes, divorce and you know, has anybody done kind of the opposite? Like oh, I see how you're changing question. and Wow. Have you heard, heard comments like that? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you just woke <laughs> me up this morning and put me on a big, tall pedestal. And yeah. Um, yeah, I do have friends, a very good core group of friends that build me up. And um, 
you know, it keep that momentum going. So that's important to have in life. They see the sure. change in you and they, yeah. they encourage it instead yes. of being threatened by it. Yes. And Jason, my boyfriend, has been so supportive nice. through all of my changes, through my move recently. I just moved from um, sort of a suburban neighborhood out to a four-acre ranch. And so that's a huge change. Yeah. And he is so great, um, not just on the physical side of things, of getting things organized and situated and moved and fixed, but on the emotional side of things. You know, he's just he's just a rock for me. He's just there for me. So, Aww. yeah. So, and my kids are so excited about the change. Mm. We have chickens and bunnies, and they are so happy. They love the new home. So, were they happy from the beginning about that change? Just they curious. were. Okay. They so were. So, you didn't have to convince them. They no. Were. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. They, you know, we've had this property out in Corral de Tierra for as long as they remember, and they do love going around on quads and yeah. kabotas and things so now they have that yeah because Allie's kind of like a farm girl so tell us a little yeah, bit about your like about she's that. kind of a ranch uh, cowgirl I'm a, a little farm bit, girl really. yeah yeah farm I have a, a lavender farm that my dad started 20 years ago um, we started as just a little mom and pop um, stand down at farmers market on Alvarado Street hmm. and after about three years of doing business we landed an account with a major grocery store chain of uh, 500 stores nationwide and we got in with them under private label and we've been doing business with them ever since and now just recently we landed an account with a major retailer um, first in 4,000 stores and now I'm sorry first in 400 stores and now we're in 4,000 stores of theirs wow so how do you multiply that how do you multiply (laughs) times 10 well did you guys have to buy more land so we talk about change no kidding uh the adaptability rate you know um was just outstanding and um I mean you talk about that quote uh plan on the plan not going according to plan In the consumer packaged goods uh, realm of of the industry, you have to be ready. You have to have inventory. You have to have a plan. What if, you know, so-and-so comes knocking on our door? And when I mean so-and-so, I mean large, large retailer. Yeah. What if they want my product? What can I do? Where, you know, you have to have a scalability plan and be ready for change and so we were and i have the greatest team at purple pastures i have a wonderful operations manager laura page my supply chain manager rosa guerra and my farm manager hans dill they have all just been um so instrumental in this change Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. coming together and yeah we've got ruben out there on the fields as well and everybody just everything oh yeah it's yeah got really good people Marisol and Soledad and and uh, they just really know how to rally when we you know have a a deadline and and um, they know how to make make it happen so yeah so if people want to find your stuff where can they go to find it Uh, we do have a website uh, purplepasturslavender.com and um, when I was mentioning our product it's a dryer sachet so it's a three by five inch porous bag filled with just dried lavender and you can toss it in your dryer and it infuses your laundry with the scent of lavender so cool and they're reusable so you can use them for five to ten cycles um 
and you can also use them in your automobiles and your luggage and your drawers. Your whole so, closet. That's where I have mine. I have them in my like on my shelf in my yeah. my linen closet. That's the right word for it. Yeah, my linen closet. Yeah, awesome. And speaking of change, we are also in the middle of a rebranding. So we have just developed new packaging. Um, we've sort of revamped our logo. Um, our brand colors and so that has been a big two-year change in the making wow yeah so why did you decide to make that change was it did you have to or you just decided it was time you know my dad came up with the company name to uh 20 years ago and then his logo is just very classic and I wanted to sort of modernize it so all I did if you see our purple pastures logo there was a large lavender sprig to the left of the logo. And all I did, well, I should say all the designers did, was just shorten that logo. Okay. And I had several other designers, you know, come up with these um, crazy fonts and everything. And I thought, no, 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 no. So sometimes change you, wow. isn't good. You know, you want to stick with, with what works and what's mm-hmm. classic. And so I said, no, you know, my dad's initial logo was really what we stand for it was you know it's kind of got that farm feel but it's um it's classic and so I kept that logo I kept that font I mean and I just made some tiny little changes because I didn't want to lose that piece of my dad you know in the in the logo so yeah so we just made minor changes there and then as far as the brand goes um our packaging had been on the shelves for gosh like this particular one for like seven years and it was just time um you know with as the decades go by colors and patterns change yeah Stacy you know this from your mm-hmm. artistic work <laughs> and um it was just time just yeah. to refresh and everything and um make it clean and crisp and have a new design yeah so that totally makes sense yeah but I did have two designers you know before I settled on the final one so it's a, a long, arduous process. Totally. Because it's your baby, you know, and you really have yeah. to capture what it is that your brand essence is all about. Well, so. I love it. I'm looking at it right now and I love it. I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and is this a great time? Everybody, um, Allie has gifted us sprigs of fresh lavender that we are going to give to lucky listeners of the Jackie and Stacey show. I can't wait to figure out how we're going to do it. So So do you already have an idea? Well, I have an idea. Oh, good. Go for it. I have an idea is that um, if you guys are listening, you know that we have our social media channels. So we have... Um, the Jackie and Stacy show on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter as well. Because <laughs> when I share it, I just do it all in those places. Yeah. But if you guys send us your address, we're going to choose five lucky listeners. And we will deliver or somehow mail you something yep. lavender-y. Bundles of lavender. <laughs> So our five lucky listeners are going to get these beautiful things. And if you want to know what kind of things are available, go to purplepasturelavender.com. Yeah. And you guys can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so impressed because Allie has done some work also, which is fascinating to me, to make um, what was her dad's company. And when she took over four or five years ago? Yeah. Gosh, five years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, four. Well, four. Yeah. She... (laughs) (laughs) there. And she has done the work where she and her mom own this company together, and she's done the work to make it a, an official 
women owned business, mm-hmm. right? How, like, what is that? What does that mean? Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, I guess I know what it means. A lot of certification, um, a lot of paperwork goes into that, but mm-hmm. yes, we are, um, officially a sort of certified, uh, women owned business. We are also a certified organic farm. So the lavender bundles that you'll be getting are organic mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I think it's really important, you know, for minority-based businesses um, to get their word out and get their voices heard. So um, there's a big push for women-owned. So when my dad passed away, he uh, wanted to align the company so that it would be women-owned. He knew that so that was cool. a powerful thing. Aww. So yeah, we are women-owned. It seems like it wouldn't be a big process. It seems like it would be like, I'm a woman. I own the business. Like, yeah. <laughs> check. Check, check. Certified, but you, yeah. you had to go through like a... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's some you know, you. paperwork and interviews and things like oh, that. So, yeah. yeah. Now you have a sister, so has she? is she involved in the business at all? Or not as much? No, actually, my mom and sister have stepped away. So okay. it's just me now. And um, yeah. Dang. So, but they were both pivotal, you know, partners. Um, in the beginning days when my dad passed away, um, we definitely worked together. My sister helped um, with the accounting side of things. Um, so it was a partnership for sure. Mm-hmm. And then um, they just moved on to other things and and I kind of kept purple pastures as my baby and I absolutely love what I do it's so cool it allows me to be creative I can geek out on spreadsheets (laughs) I can have fun with sales and networking and marketing and it is just I am so grateful for my dad and what he put in front of me um because you know back when we first started I didn't uh, I didn't appreciate it back then. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I was a teacher at the time, and I thought, oh, I've got to go to farmer's market tonight and sell this lavender and da-da-da. I had no idea. Wow. You know, because you just can't predict the future. No. And I absolutely love it now. That's so So cool. happy. Yeah. Do you feel like the business keeps you connected to your dad in some ways? It does. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. The three of us share that change in common. We've all lost our dads. Yeah. We've all through different times, but... Yeah, and Jackie's been pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really cool connection you have with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so hard because we really think that they're invincible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you talk about change. You just... That's a huge, mm. sad change. I Even when I just asked you a moment ago, um, you know, how long it had been, I was thinking back to when my... The, the day that my dad passed away, we all went out to the ranch where he lived and my then brother-in-law, I remember telling everybody, I go, I can't believe I'm going to be saying, talking about my dad in a past tense. And I was just like, I, I can't fathom that. Being able to, like, responding to people when they ask, you know, how long has it been, you know, since you've had your dad? Now I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy, you guys. Okay. Um, and he took a picture of the sunset that day that I still have on my desktop on my computer. Um. You know, so that it was like that was the current oh, day. Because so even when people ask me, I go, gosh, it's been, now it's been 12 years. Wow. I mean, coming on 13 years. And my dad wow. passed away in March of 2009. Mm. And it's just like, how, how do you keep their memory alive? And how do you process this big change yeah. of um, this relationship that's so convoluted, <laughs> really, or confusing, or maybe wonderful, or maybe difficult? 
Um, because when the relationship just, it's like it ends. It's so different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than other relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Allie, it, it, you know, had, you know, your relationship with your dad was, was all those things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, you know, hard or, oh, and yeah. awesome at all at the same time, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I worked for him for gosh, what, 10 years or something. And, um, yeah, he was not an easy man (laughs) to deal with, but he also had a super soft side. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So we all like carry the, all of those things with us or these two sides, even before we started recording today, we were talking about how we don't know people, right? Right. It's hard to even know yourself. And so to be like, somebody else has changed. Right. Okay. Well, I don't, like, how do we even understand parents? Parents are such an interesting, I don't know, conundrum. Because you see them as your parents. It's like like when you're at the grocery store and you see your teacher there. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. My teacher doesn't live at the school? (laughs) It's so bizarre. Right. Right. You're like, a teacher in the wild. We spotted one. Um, And parents are sort of like that because you only see them from your perspective as the child. Yeah. And you don't see them like as a human person yeah. with, you know, fears and desires and I don't know, all the things that human people experience. Right. It's so But interesting. I think that's important to be as a parent. You know, our parents, I feel like we're so much more guarded and I feel like our generation, we're so much more open yeah. and I feel like it's important to show your fears and your deepest desires or mm-hmm. maybe not the deepest. <laughs> Some of them. Some your level of goals, Your, you yes. know, you know, share a little bit more. Yeah, because um, yeah. our parents were, mine were anyway, kind of yeah. conservative and. Yeah, yeah. I think guarded is a good talk. word for it. Yeah, I don't know that my parents ever really considered their deepest desires. They just kind of like moved through life, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're more like in touch with our deeper desires yeah yeah I feel like that too. yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's a huge change in our communities I wonder how that's going to really affect our people going forward like in the grander scheme of things you guys just a very um, easy question to answer right I'll get right on that let me <laughs> maybe Allie can handle that yeah question. Allie <laughs> so yes. Allie could you uh, fill us in on that <laughs> yeah next question yeah <laughs> Like this, the, the environmental changes, the community changes that are happening because we're all being a little more open and vulnerable. Because and of Renee Brown. Because mm-hmm. of Renee Brown. <laughs> I mean, isn't that crazy? Right? Yes. And like cultural shift because of people like her. Maybe yes. Oprah, honestly. Yes. Okay. Because right? yeah, we all maybe. grew up on Oprah and yeah. her like, her um, commitment to talking about things like that. I don't know. I think it's changed our culture for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we're kind of a little more adamant that, you know, men, I mean, we're talking about losing our fathers. Jackie had a real soft father, I think. Would that be, you know, just kind and encouraging. Yes. I mean, all the stories you tell of him, I just love it. Yeah. Tell us something else about him. Tell tell us some of the things he would tell you, he would speak to you. I just... I think, so we were talking earlier about someone who um, was very self-centered. Remember Ali earlier this morning, mm-hmm. someone who just um, responds about talking, talking about themselves. My dad was the opposite of that. So anyone who walked in the room, didn't matter who it was, was the most important person in the room to my dad. And mm-hmm. that quality really um, stands out to me as 
really an important one. Mm. So I've tried to emulate that in my life, and I, I'll never live up to his example. But and he really just that was magnified with me. I think I made a video when he passed of all the yes. moments. But this it was all during his Alzheimer's, so it was a little bit um, skewed by that, of course, because he was childlike and with his Alzheimer's. So mm. every time I walked in a room, he would have something to say like oh, the queen is here, or, you know, oh, the most beautiful girl in the world is here. Like, he just acted as if it was the first time he'd seen me every time I walked in a room, and was so thrilled to see me. And so that quality is such a simple thing, right, but it carries such um, an impact and so much love with it. And so, But he didn't just do that with me. He did it with everyone. It just was kind of, you know, uh, on fleek with me. Yeah, <laughs> and, is, it, and so genuine. Genuine. Because sometimes genuine. you hear people say things like that or be like that, but you can just tell it's not real genuine. It's just kind of a put on or a, I don't know what. I mean, yeah. it's who they want to be probably. Right. It's just you, when, when you feel it from somebody from just the depths of their soul like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can hear it. I can hear it when you repeat it to me. Yeah. My it's friends so in high school would say that their fa- he was their favorite dad because he just made them feel like they mattered. Oh, you of know? course. Yeah. And that... That's Isn't huge. that what we all want? Yeah. To be seen yeah. and to be loved? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he was not perfect, no. but he, he loved well. Mm. So. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you asked? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to hear that. I wanted to receive it okay. via you. I wanted to live vicariously through you for a moment there. Uh, I need I to find it. that video. Alyssa created the little collage of those moments when he passed. It's been a year now, so I want yeah. to find it and re watch it. And, have a good cry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that every once in a while. Right? Yeah, um, I know. Definitely. My dang sister made a um, memorial video when my dad passed, you know, to like play his thing. And yeah. It, there's still the, still the songs she chose for that. Uh, still when I hear those stinking mm, yep. songs, right. I still cannot hear them without thinking of my dad. Right, right. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah? Yeah. Certain songs. What songs? That have been played uh, at last yeah oh, yeah at james? james yeah uh was played at, at a friend's funeral uh you know and, and music's very powerful yes. oh gosh yeah how long ago did your dad pass ali uh he passed away in 2017 okay yeah right when i was going through a divorce oh, double whammy that really is <laughs> two of life's hardest hardest uh things that you can go through well Mm -hmm. and you were talking about how you responded to that and that the first six weeks you kind of six weeks six months Mm. you were just kind of coping right Mm -hmm. and just managing that Mm -hmm. those two giant changes Mm -hmm. and then you shifted Mm -hmm. to more intentional um, Mm -hmm. ways of handling that Mm -hmm. so what were those things like exercise Mm -hmm. fitness um my relationships relationships you know with friends um uh, my spirituality, okay. um, taking time to meditate, okay. taking time to, um, talk to God. Yeah. Um, and with my kids, you know, just connecting with my kids. So, um, and then focusing on work. Mm. So I've been a big horseback rider was for three years, oh, competitive yeah. barrel racer. <gasps> so cool. And that was something that I gave up. You know, because I knew of the time commitment that that involved, mm. and so, um, so I uh, I sold my mare, and wow. so that I could spend more time on the business, and and I did see the benefits of that. You know, we opened a, an executive office, and I hired more people, and it, 
it, the business really took off as a result. So, you know, there, there's a quote on my Instagram, dreams don't work unless you do. Mm. <laughs> and that's dreams, a powerful right. one for me too. You know, you can't just sit around on your butt and cry. Yeah. You've got to pick yourself up. And so, so you know. So interesting. Because we were talking on our last episode about um, when there's a lot of change Sometimes you have to find some things that aren't changing to kind of hang on to, right? Mm -hmm. But you kind of responded to these two giant changes in your life, divorce and losing your dad, with more change, it sounds like. Right. Can you think back to anything that you really, like, held on to during that time that didn't change that Mm. was kind of maybe – or maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe that's a good question. Maybe there wasn't something like that. Well, I think the house um, was something that I hung on to. And um, so – I lived in this house for, you know, because right after the divorce, I thought, do I move? Right. You know, well, that would have just probably really compounded problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided for some stability for myself and the children to stay in the house, even though I knew that that house wasn't my favorite and wasn't really where I wanted to be. Yeah. I did stay there for four years. Yeah. And and then just recently moved. Because moving is a huge undertaking, especially for a single mom. Right. And um, so that was something that I hung on to. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. 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 I just thought, yeah, sense. I can't really complicate things. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So Stacey's brain is going. And my brain top. is like a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. You know when you're like listening and you're also thinking yeah. and then you're yeah. listening and you're thinking of your own yeah. life and how it applies. And I'm sure many of our listeners are um, kind of connecting with something that they've endured or thought of. Totally. I guess I was, I was thinking is that when change happens, at least for me, I, I found the benefit of like the cocooning stage mm-hmm. too of grief and mm-hmm. um, where, like you're saying, that six months. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of have to. Like, you have to. You have to just, like, bleh you for have a while. To, I, no, yeah, that's not really lay in the fetal <laughs> position yeah. and suck your thumb for about <laughs> six months straight. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then it's time to wake up, pull the curtains open, yeah. and get back outside. Or that six months can turn into six years, right? If you oh, let yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's when you need people around you, I think, too, to really, like, love you through that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I got a little bit of the, how dare you, you should probably stay in a cocoon a little longer kind of thing. And I was like, well, it's not really for anybody else to decide when I'm ready to begin my mm-hmm. butterfly stage. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that time is different for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think I took like a, a full year almost. Yeah. I feel um, like, yeah, some people take, you know, maybe a week and some people take totally yeah, a couple of years. It just, it's whatever is for you. Yeah. Did you feel like you got judged for that too during that time, like Stacey's talking about? Um, or if I did, I was oblivious. Perfect. I don't hear judgments. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's so brilliant. Uh, Judgment Detox is a great book too. Oh, just letting go of like. Oh well, wait! I need to read that book. Oh, it's you guys! So I need to read that book. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks Me because too. I'm back and forth between Salinas and Santa Clarita all oh, the time. Yeah. So yeah, Smart. and I am listening to a new audiobook book every month. Yeah, actually, <laughs> every seventeen hours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long it takes them to read it to me. Totally. Oh totally. man, I lo- I love audiobooks as well. Yeah. Um, wait, what did you say? Oh, you said judgment detox. 
So how did that book impact you? Like in terms of your own judgment of others or of right. people in your life who judge right. you or both? Well, it's been a few All years since I've read that oh, okay. one. But that, so you talk about your change between your 20s, your 30s, right. and your 40s. And man, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I sure judged people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why is that person not getting a job? And why is this person... Um, you know, dress that way. And right. man, when you get into your forties, none of it matters. No, none of so it true. does. Just wait for your fifties. <laughs> let it all go, yeah. you know, and everybody is doing their own dance. And whether you're stuck at the side of the road begging for money, or if you're a multimillionaire, um, you can't judge any of it. You know, if someone's driving a, fancy car or you know judging people will get you absolutely nowhere everybody's doing their what feels right for them yeah so that was a huge shift I think and you know do you feel like I mean I I just think about when you're judging there's just like a heaviness or like a like even just a self-judgment that comes along with that that just feels toxic yes yes like heavy right? right and so when you're able to release that doesn't it feel I don't know even with your own relationship with yourself, it's so yes. much lighter yes. when you're able to hold those judgments. You know, they, they still come into your head, right? Yeah. But you can like release them and be like, no, I'm yes. not going to go there. I love that. Definitely. It's, it's um, just a freer way to live, right? When I agree. not spending your emotional and mental energy on judging people. I agree. But I feel like tw- our 20s, it's just part of the transition. And it's just, so then the question is, how long do you hang on to that judgment, right? Because when right. you're in your 20s, because I have a 21 year old right now who knows all the things. Oh yeah, <laughs> he like knows, and yeah. um, what a gift <laughs> <laughs> to be so sure, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and and ignorance so you, is bliss, you guys, right? right? Yeah, but you have to go through that as you're individuating from your parents and figuring out yep. what is important to you, right? But but the sooner you can move out of that judgment in your twenties, because there are people that hang on to that. There are people that hang yeah. on to that their entire lives. Oh, sure. Never, ever let go of sure. that judgment. Right. But it's so toxic. Yeah. And, and what I think comes along with it is also that race to be um, keeping up with the Joneses. Yes, exactly. So if you're judgmental, then you're constantly, you know, maybe climbing the corporate ladder or, you know, running after that carrot or, you know, trying to dress a certain way or have right. your house look a certain way because it's... You know, it's all like a vicious cycle when in reality, you don't need anything. Yeah. You know, have you ever been through a natural disaster like a fire looming, you know, in the distance or, Mm. you know, I know Selena's had the huge fire last year and um, I was out in Corral de Tierra at the time and we had to evacuate and you you look around at everything and it's all just stuff, you know, and you just don't need any of it. All you need is your family. You know, and maybe a few clothes, maybe some clean underwear. (laughs) (laughs) A toothbrush, please. And you're good. Like, that's all that life is about, is your close family and friends who love you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're good. Sounds good. Such a good perspective. (sighs) What about my shiny things? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And lavender. We all need lavender. And lavender. (laughs) But how good would the Salinas Valley have smelled if your farm went up in front? Right? (laughs) 
laugh about it. That's the only reason it's funny. Right. Because it did not happen. <laughs> Everybody would be a lot more chill. <laughs> There's a bunch of greenhouses in, totally. the, in the valley floor, too, that would calm everybody down oh, if they went to the right? <laughs> that would be an um, entirely different smell. You'd be like, how would any of the firefighters do the work? They'd just be like, chill. chill. It's all good. I would need some snacks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, you guys, at the end of each episode, we usually have a Via Con Dios. Where we invite our listeners to like an action item. Like, yep. let's go. Now that we've heard all of this, all of our conversations are just starters. Right. We're we're the appetizer. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of what do the kids say these days? She's a snack. Oh, oh my know, gosh. Do you guys know that? I, I know. get that a lot. No, I'm just I, kidding. I do not. I do not get that. snack. Or I'm sure I'm totally butchering it. I'm positive I am, but it just made me think Well, we're young that. and hip, That's you guys. That's not really what you meant, though. We're hip and we know the new bingo. That's <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. But that's not what you meant when you said we're the appetizer. No, I we're, mean, like, we're, we're the start. giving you an invitation we're... into this exactly. conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of our conversations are just invitations to begin thinking about yes. some stuff. Yeah. Right? Right. I like it. Make that's what we like to do. Oh, yeah. By the way, also on Allie's docket, she's also bilingual. So and, cool. Yeah. See. Si. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. And I've <laughs> never been to Mexico with her, and I'm really sad about that. Let's go somewhere. Okay. Let's go to Honduras or somewhere. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Be fun. Okay. So what's our... So that's our Bye con Dios. Go with Allie to... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We are going to be on a lavender pilgrimage. Are we all going? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so down. It's just a simple, actionable item. (laughs) Perfect. Totally. really fun. Yeah. Totally. No. Okay, so I have an idea, but do you have one, Allie? Do you have a a recommendation you want to... Oh my gosh. Share with our I know listeners. you prepped me at the beginning of It's not the, stressful. No, can I go last? Do I have to go first? You're just the only one. Oh, I'm the no, only but just one. You don't have one. Stace always says every single time oh, without exception. So don't stress. Okay. I just pull it right out of back. Um, so I have to recommend something for you guys to do or for anybody <clears throat> to do. For anybody. Everyone. For all of our listeners. Like oh, one little teeny, thing. It can be that, teeny tiny. Some little thing. Of all the things you even said, I could point out like four of them. Um, but, well... I would recommend listening to the psychology of money. Ah, oh, an audiobook. Are yeah. you? And you're, that's what you said you're listening to right now. Yeah, I just finished it. Oh, you finished it. Yeah, it's great because okay. I was expecting to get some like plan and like a calculable, you know, equation for right. how to retire. Right. And it's not about that. It's uh, really good. Dang it. Um, <laughs> Who's the author? Do you remember? Uh, Morgan somebody. So-and-so. I mean, I'm sure people can find it. Uh, Psychology of Money. Morgan Housel? Morgan Housel. How do you spell Housel? H-O-U-S-E-L. Just exactly the way you would think. Mm-hmm. I'm currently re-listening to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Have you? That's a great book too. You've read it, okay? I love that. Book. So um, when I finish it, I will move into the psychology of money. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I will do that. Thank you for that recommendation. And it totally relates to the topic of change mm. and how we just can't predict change. So yeah, I would highly recommend that. Go right. read it. Oh, I thought it was just going to tell me where I should invest my money and make a billion dollars. No. Mm. No, shoot. <laughs> Dang it. Fine then. That's what I'm learning more in life. There's really just no 
roadmap or equation. Menu. Yeah. Like, what do they say? Or it's life is about. 10% of what happens to you and then. 90% of how you it's respond. So true. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. Dang it. Really, all those little... Thought I could just get a lotting ticket or something. All those little sayings, turns out most of them are really true. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Life. Well, Allie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Man, I mean, just want you to know that I think you're amazing. Oh, I think you both are it's amazing, It's fun too. to look around and see women who are rocking their lives and Aww. doing things well and thank loving you. their people and leading businesses and... Doing it all with joy and love. That's just inspiring. Thank you for you. I can't say it's been an easy journey. And I can't say that I'm perfect. I can't say that I've got all my stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you're not saying any of that. We'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you may. Um, You know, I just, I don't. And um, I'll be the first to admit it. But um, life is fun. And so, you know, sometimes I leave a pile of laundry and go out for a hike because Love it. you got to. Yeah. So thank you, women. You both are amazing as well. Love hearing your stories and love reading your Facebook posts. And I miss you guys. Oh, it's so fun to and see And I'll be you. back to Selena soon. But Yay. I missed that five-year mark. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Someday. Someday. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. And to our listeners, bye, bye. con Dios. Bye.